go. Well, we're live, bro. <laughs> Travi T. Hey, hey. What's going on, brother? Yeah, good, man. Good to see you. It's been... Probably the last time I saw you was uh, five years ago, I think. Yeah, I'd say only five, five, six and some change, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think I actually saw you since I left Australia no. four, four years ago. I have not been... Oh, I've been over to the UK, but I wasn't... No, no we didn't see in. each other, and I can't remember the last time seeing you, so that's how long it's been. Yeah. Anyway, um, Travi T, a man of many talents. I said, let the healing begin. Eh? Let the healing begin. Let the healing begin. What's your story, bro, uh, for the listeners and stuff? Tell us, um, just talk us through kind of your, your past, you know, 10 years or so, or wherever you want to start it. And, um, and yeah, you're a, you're a beautiful man, very stacked Thanks, bro. With a great background in business and a fantastic social life. <laughs> so, and, and you're well-traveled, so that's, that's all really good qualities. So what's your story, bro? Man, I guess a bit of a story. Um, you know, like I've always loved business. I've always been in business. Um, partly because it was only kind of, and I, I use this loosely, it was the only <clears throat> thing I was good at. Right. Um, in a way of, of more just... I guess communicating with people and, and having common goals to, to achieve goals, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and business is a, is a framework where it promotes that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I loved business. It was what I was passionate about. For some reason, I just loved it. Therefore, I was good at it. I tried at it. Um, I worked really hard. Yeah, I graduated school, went to university, uh, studied a bachelor of business majoring in marketing and commerce. Mm-hmm. Dropped out about six months uh, from graduating because I realized Why? that I, I feel like writing high-level strategies for, for companies um, like Qantas and established companies wasn't a reflection of how marketing and, and the market reacts. Mm. Um, you know, when you take such a blue-chip company and, and you just increase some outputs uh, and diversion of funds, it's not really as exciting as... You know, starting with a grassroots company or, a, you know, a challenging market or a highly competitive market. Mm, that's um, a good point, yeah. Yeah, so like when you've got a company that has majority market share, it's, it's fun and it's cool to work on big companies, but, you know, you look at one to two percentage points growth mm-hmm. compared to another company that that could actually change their life, so. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that's fair call. And um, so just in terms of, like, you know, your 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 business journey. Um, you've you've done a lot, right? You've you've owned like I know this about you, but you've owned like you know gyms and fitness companies, and yeah. you've worked in a digital agency. Yeah. Um, you've got your own consulting company now. Can you tell us a bit of a snapshot about that side of things? Yeah, like I, I always uh, fitness was a, a big part of me, and, and I used to be a, a sort of athlete in a, a past life, so. I, uh, I love fitness and I liked um, to help people, right? And that mm-hmm. was kind of the, the core key, I guess, uh, pillar of what I did was help people. And, and the biggest thing was getting into the fitness industry. I had that, I, had that, I guess, ability. Um, yes, decided then to, to help more people by opening, uh, opening some facilities. Uh, we grew very quickly mm-hmm. and I exited that company. Um, then yeah, we moved into um, to getting back into consulting space within business because I'd exited business quite successfully, which gave me a little bit of leverage and understandably doing that for the first time, you take on the knowledge, 
and uh, yeah, got into uh, to helping small businesses uh, right. grow in advertising, marketing, and, and on the digital space. Yeah, and yeah, that was my passion for quite some time. So I got back into consulting. <laughs> yeah, started presenting again, and I started developing my own brand and worked for a couple of large scale agencies with that. Uh, some very blue chip, as much as I hated doing it in university, I fell into it. Uh, some very large blue chip companies. Yeah. And um, yeah, now, now I get to, uh, to fly around the world and hang out with people and talk business. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. So a um, couple of questions. Like, um, firstly, you mentioned, you, you mentioned developing your brand. Um, I, was wondering if, um, I was wondering if developing your brand has any, you know, links with with the output that you put forward in, in, in business, firstly. And second, uh, and we can tackle these one at a time, maybe the second question first is, what got you so interested in, in fitness? Um, yep. Like, obviously, you know, you're, you've got a good background in fitness. I've seen your Instagram pics. Um, and for as long as I've known you, you've been, like, pretty serious about your strength and conditioning and fitness and, and so on. So um, so may, maybe we'll address that part first, and then we'll go on to the personal branding type stuff. But... Um, yeah, like what what keeps you kind of motivated to continue on with fitness despite your busy lifestyle? Maybe it's like like for me, it's not a want to, it's a have to. Um, like I, like most people out there, uh, I have a history of sort of like anxiety, depression, and and when you right. you work with companies and, and sort of organizations and you're always moving and you're at a fast pace. Um, I found out that there's a couple of things that I need to do to, to sort of manage that. So, mm. uh, one managing that was train every day and, and maintain fit. Um, what I found out is, is being fit gave me an energy and, and more a strength to be able to cope with, I, I guess the lulls mm. and, and more mm. have like a linear attitude, um, right. where it wasn't so high highs, low lows, um, your, I, I guess a lot more capable, stronger, lack of a better term as well, mentally and also physically, mm. to deal with everything that life sets back. And, and it gives you a certain clarity um, where you can start to look at a situation without reacting to it, which may trigger something, be able to respond to it accordingly, and mm. that's mm. making something a little bit more manageable. So. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, it's like a constant, isn't it? I feel the same way. It's a, it's the one constant thing that I can maintain is my, is my ability to consistently do something active, whether it's you know lifting weights, whether it's going for a run, yeah, playing a team sport, whatever it is, it is a constant, right? And that helps, doesn't it? It's like a, it's like an anchor that kind of keeps you, uh, keeps you focused, keeps you grounded, and um, just yeah, just kind of just kind of uh, acts as a way to like initiate some balance into your life yeah almost yeah like, and, and balance especially um, like routine is one thing right like be able to get up every morning and do the same thing mm. over again and, and lock in that routine but I guess with traveling and working between I don't know sometimes three to four different time zones on a day you don't really have that luxury routine. And, and in an agile digital market, anything can happen at any given time, right? Right, yeah. So, you know, being able to, to stay <clears throat> consistent with one portion of your life and, and have that stability, mm-hmm. whether it be fitness, 
um, whether it be reading, whether it be education, yeah. whether it be like that one stability that mm, you need to mm, have mm. Yeah. is key cornerstone because yeah. we operate in markets that are completely unstable. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, as you said, it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily uh, fitness, you know, for a lot of people it's painting, for a lot of people it's reading, for a lot of people it's, you know, horseback riding, whatever it might <laughs> yeah. be. So, yeah, that's cool, man. So, so what about like... Um, like, what about your strength and conditioning programs? Because, you know, you're you're a jack guy. <laughs> like, yeah. If uh, if you want to check out Travi T on what is it on Instagram? It's at, uh, I'm Travis William. I'm Travis William. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of shirtless pics with tattoos and stuff. So hey, get out! No, this is a shirtless. Pic. <laughs> 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 yeah. So like, do you do you follow? You said you told me earlier, like off the air, that you're training six times a week. Is that right? Yeah. Like I. Uh, <laughs> Like getting that one session in a day, like fortunately enough, um, I, I'm a director and also shareholder in a company called Fitstop, which yep. is Australia's one of Australia's fastest growing uh, fitness families. So you know, having the ability to do whether it be anything to do with group training, having that 45 minutes in the morning, yeah, um, you know sometimes it's hard to get that motivation going, especially right. with a busy schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, knowing that you can check into like a location or, you know, whether it be a run club or something like that, have someone hold you accountable for just that 45 minutes, one hour a day. Do you train in the mornings? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, got to get it done. Same. Um, you used to be an evening trainer, I remember. Yeah, like when, when you have time, right? Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I, I live on variables, right? And, yeah. and the one variable is if you get up at 4 or you get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, no one's going to be calling your phone. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> Within true. that time frame. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's That's important to, look to, at it. to get it done. Um, plus, also have the discipline knowing that you're starting the day mm. um, on the right foot gives mm. you that, I guess, that clarity throughout the day. Mm, and then mm, that's mm. the biggest thing. Like, yeah. So, what time do you wake up? Uh, 4.30. 4.30? Yeah, 4.30. Damn. Man. I thought I did well this morning. I got up at 5 and got to the gym by... Quarter past six. Yeah. I thought that was good. I thought that was a good effort, but you just made me feel... You just, <laughs> you just made me feel like an ant. Um, no, that's cool, man. So, 4, 4.30. And, yeah, um, 4.30. What time do you start your day at work? Mate, usually roll in like as soon as it happens. It depends on what time zone. So, it could be like if I train at six, uh, you know, I'll check out at seven and I could back on to a phone call at 7.15 and then just kicks off. Really? Yeah. Okay. Jeez, that's so full on. Um, and what 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 kind of stuff do you do in in the mornings? Like, do you have the necessary strength at four thirty five in the morning to like do a full heavy lifting weight session, or like what wh- what is it like? Do you do more CrossFit? Yeah, like high high intensity training, more like functional training. Yeah. Okay. Um, like it's funny, right? Like ever, when you get older and you get busier. Yeah. And uh, and you you forge different priorities, whether it be a partner, family, kids. Mm. It's more like you become less vanity focused and more like practical prolonging yeah. life. Oh focused, man, I right? agree so much, dude. Like I remember, uh, this time, this time maybe not ten years ago, but maybe eight years ago, I was trying to do like you know I was looking forward to my arm days, biceps, yeah. triceps, <laughs> chest. That's where it's at. I really don't enjoy those workouts now because no. I don't feel I've accomplished anything by the end of it. No. Right? Like, 
fair enough, you know, my, I've got some veins popping out of my arms. Um, but it doesn't, it's just vanity, isn't it? It's, as you said, it's just, it doesn't really, it's not a fulfilling workout. But compare that to a session with, you know, practical movements like, you know, clean jerks or deadlifts or squats, you yeah. know, things like that. It's just, it's just like you feel like you've accomplished something, like you've, you've, you've trained your full body, you haven't just like, you know, pumped up your arms or, you know, just stroked your ego and, and walked out of there. So. And, and you also want to do more like, uh, as, as you get older, you want to do more community focus stuff as well, right? Like mm. you want to have a group of people around you that will hold you accountable. Right. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, and you know, know that even if you are away or traveling, mm. that that group is still at home doing the damage. Like they're, yeah. they're still training, even though you might not be here, you might <laughs> be in a different, uh, a different country, time zone, state, whatever it be, yeah, city. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that like you know those people sort of become those rocks, and, and more like you get into the process of keeping fit because you don't want to let the team down. And having that team mentality is what I. Um, like when I invest in, in, in the company that we do now, like, like a great, amazing CEO and founder, um, Pete Hull, he, um, you know, the company was founded on passion, mm-hmm. right? And the yeah. passion for community is, is what it is. And the more I, I train there and get involved, um, yeah, the more you learn that it's like, that's what it is, right? People train because of community. Yeah, right. Um, I train as like, like it's my my way of gaining like gaining clarity, mm. um, but like through that you make friends and like you rock up every morning and they're like, hey, mm. and like get you there. It's and funny. I don't actually don't have that to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I don't have like a group of people that I train with. I literally like I I. It's almost like a quiet kind of meditation time for me. Yeah, no. Nice. Like I have my headphones on. I don't speak to anyone. I just go in there. I do what I need to do. The gym is usually empty at like you know seven in the morning right yeah um but you know it's equally full at 7 p.m yeah in the evening so i prefer to go there when there's you know the the least amount of people that i can kind of come across it's just it's just my introverted time of the day like have my headphones on do what i need to do and get out yeah i do you know obviously i I will say hello to a few people if i you know if i keep seeing them and, and so on but i don't go out of my way to make friends nor to like meet people there for a workout, which is, uh, which is interesting. Cause I, you know, like that has been a way that I've trained in the past. Um, it's got its upside, as you said, like, you know, there's a bunch of people holding you accountable, but the flip side for me, like, you know, say you have a training partner and your training partner is not maybe as consistent as you, A or B, maybe he or she uh, want to do different things like different fitness goals. Yeah. So I just prefer, like, I know I'm pretty clear on what my fitness goals are and what I enjoy doing. I prefer to just like go in there and follow my own schedule yeah. and, and be out kind of thing. So it's interesting, but to your point in, um, in terms of community, I do play, uh, TRL. Yeah. Tag rugby league. And I find this, I definitely find a sense of like, you know, Community, uh, community, community focus. Yeah, we're all kind of obviously uh, first season in first season in the tournament. We're you know getting our asses handed to us at the moment, <laughs> but the collective focus is to like obviously improve and get better and and you know win more games. You know, um, and that's cool. Like, so I, I do understand where you're coming from, but yeah, I, I don't know. What about the people who kind of use it 
Have, have you ever been that person that uses fitness as a way to get away from the world? Mate, 100%. Like, you know, um, I still have my, uh, my soundproof... Uh, earphones? Yeah, the, the <laughs> noise-canceling beat by Dre Bays. Yeah, <laughs> like... Um, and, and, mate, like, in saying that, like, when I am away, uh, you do train alone because yeah, if you're in a different city or country, um, you don't have the ability to, you know, I, I guess take a training partner with you right um but yeah knowing that you're accountable like I, I feel like it's important for someone to have community focus when they when they exercise or around what activity they do whether it be touch rugby league or anything um it's important to have that community focus because mm-hmm. uh, as you get older like that becomes something that is very important yeah, to, be able to communicate absolutely. with other adults in a busy world <laughs> yeah yeah um but it's also good for meditation like i still meditate mm-hmm. um you know and and if I'm training alone, which always, like, I, I usually if I'm training with a training partner um, overseas, like, we're talking business while we're working out. <laughs> yeah, right, um, right. So it's always good to have that alone time and just process, uh, re-strategize your own life, your own approach. Yeah. Um, I, I guess clear up some bandwidth, mm. uh, lack of a better word, and just sort of get that headspace. Yeah, yeah, Really yeah. clear. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and I'll still train alone. Um, like, and that comes down to discipline, but... Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be, like, motivation comes from within. Inspiration right. is, is what you grab outside, right? So, yeah. You know, you still have need that internal motivation that, like, get the fuck out of bed. Yeah. You need this. This is what you're doing it for. Yeah. So you can be better. Right. Um, not just fitness-wise, <laughs> but clear heads, making sure that you get it done and you're not sluggish throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, having that internal motivation is so important. Um, but you know, sometimes that motivation fades and it's mm. always good to sort of look out and, and find that inspiration through the community to, uh, to keep you going. I get I mean, it. So, yeah. Like, what time do you go to sleep? If you're waking up at 4am every morning, surely what? Mate, sometimes 12. Really? At night. Um, Four like, hours sleep. It depends. Like, um. What is this paradox of sleep that I am kind of, exp- uh, not experiencing, but I'm just hearing all these counter arguments about not counter arguments. Like I know obviously sleep is important and like, you know, your body's recovering while you sleep, your brain is recovering while you sleep. But then I speak to people like you, yeah. right? You know, I, I follow, I follow some people on Instagram, follow the rock. Yeah. He gets up at three thirty to hit the gym at four. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, man, do these guys not sleep? like, what, what is it? Like, technically, the fitter you get, the less sleep you, you need, right? You reckon? Um, I, I feel, but, like, also, like, the more recovery you do. Like, keep in mind that we don't live a very nine-to-five life where we have to be somewhere at nine and we have to leave somewhere at five. Like, we don't mm. have that ability, right? So, right. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate my downtime. I look for downtime in other things as well. Um, I would love to get eight hours sleep. Mm. I'm just too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. And it's it's good to sort of have like the discipline, right? Like have a sleep in or get up and get it done. Yeah, right. Um, and it's more just sort of clarifying that headspace. Mm. So you, you, what's your average sleep a night? Four to six hours or less than four? Mate, four to six. Four like, to six? Yeah. I'll, Anytime I'll, I'll it's less than four? four? Like less than four, I'm just completely unfunctional. Right. Yeah, like okay. four is like my... my yeah, my bare ass minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, man. 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he gets up. He's still beating you. I think he gets up at 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can definitely beat me. Yeah, at four, at, at, like, if I was anything less, I, I'd be completely unfunctional. So um, You know what's crazy, though? I find, um, I find I need less sleep if I eat well. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm eating pizza the night before... Yeah. There is no way I'm going to wake up at 4am the following day and hit the gym. You know what I mean? If I'm eating like a salad or something, you know, the night before and, and getting to obviously getting to sleep at 10 or whatever, I need, I kind of need like six or seven hours of sleep. So for me, for me, it would be 10. Um, yeah, I just feel, I just feel not only do I, do I have a deeper sleep, I have a better sleep and I wake up feeling, you know, feeling energetic. Um, but my workouts are better as well. Yeah. And yeah, I'm functional throughout the day. Like I don't have to like, you know, get up at four and then halfway through the day crash. I can literally, you know, sustain that energy as long as I continue eating healthy throughout. So yeah, it's interesting. Do you find that as well? But yeah, like I, I don't, I don't like to diet. Yeah. Like, Me I, neither. I, I just like to, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I love dessert, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. That brownie life. Like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of just like, Healthy 80, living, 20. like healthy living. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah. like, like everything in moderation. Like healthy living is always being the most consistent. Without sort of like, I'm against crash dieting and like sort of anything that that's contrary. Like I just like to eat healthy, mm. like protein, like lower the carbs at night or what sort of stuff. It just helps yep. me function better. It's not like I don't agree with other forms of eating. It's just what works well for me. It's yeah, just, right. Consistently eating healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like keeping my weight under control. Yeah. Exercising, not to get bigger or, or look better. It's it's more purely and simply just mental health space. Mm, mm, mm. And do you, do you feel that though? Like, you know, if you, can you shave an hour off your sleep if you eat better or if you eat well as opposed to if you're eating like junk? I believe so. Like, because you, you, like, the quality of like the sleep that I have if I'm eating really, really healthy and you know, getting getting that sleep, like making sure it's a little bit more regimented, and uh, and you know, like lack of better, like scheduling that that time. Mm. Yeah, like the quality of my sleep's better. Like, yeah, like if you eat a pizza before you go to bed, like you're kind of like restless and turning around because mm. your body's just like, what have you done to me? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just like making sure that like when your head hits that pillow, you're you're out. Mm. Do you mean like either listening to to personal development or? Like a bit of meditation, or like one of my mates listens to some whale noises, or whatever. Like to yeah. whale noises. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've tried. Uh, <laughs> I've tried like raindrops outside. Oh really? Yeah, it works. It works so nicely. Yeah. It works a I'm charm, not... man. Yeah, like I, I, I can't say waves. That. Waves crashing. Like you go on Spotify and you find like a playlist that plays just waves. You know, uh, it helps, man. It helps. Yeah, yeah like quality of sleep, and then that's the thing, like. Once again, if you're busy, that headspace is there. And the last thing you want to do is when you close your eyes, be thinking about work, be thinking yeah, about yeah, challenges, yeah. be thinking about yeah. everything that's happening. So. Yeah, I used to have a real problem with that, uh, like switching off. My monkey brain was just like, yeah, all over the shop. Especially if I'm like, you know, because I, I work with the UK. And if I ever have a late call, yeah, right, at like say 8.30, 9 o'clock, yeah. and I'm still thinking about it, can't switch off. I take longer to get to sleep. Anyway, it's a, it's it's such a cornerstone, man. I've just begun to realize recently that, like, if I don't have a good night's sleep, there's more likely for things to kind of go sideways th- 
throughout the day. But if I do have a quality sleep the night and I, and I, you know, get up, go to the gym, get all that stuff done, have a good morning routine, the rest of the day kind of flows. 100% like that. And that's, like, it comes down to discipline, like, getting yeah. out of the way in the morning mm. um, and, and setting yourself up, like, you know, never missing a Monday yeah. <laughs> sort of style. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, that being said, do you have any kind of routines that you follow each day? Like, as in, um, will you do kind of, do you have, like, Monday chest or something? Or do you do, like, full body every day? Like, I, I try to do a mixture every day. Like, mm-hmm. um, essentially get my three heavy lifts, like, <clears throat> chest back and legs mm. just to, to maintain strength in one day or no like over three days like three as long days. as I, I i tick those boxes in the week i'm happy right um and then yeah the other sessions are a mixture of like high inti- like high intensity interval training um yeah a little bit of functional lactate training sort of mix it up yeah um yeah full body stuff like mm. i don't like to do isolated exercises that much mm-hmm. um more circuits in the other day but yeah making yeah. sure that, that chest back and, and legs um yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I, I've been doing um, full body exercises consistently for the last kind of three months, mm-hmm. right? Since so 2018 so far, I've only done full body exercise. I haven't really done much isolation training. Um, I find my legs have gotten bigger. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's because I'm just like doing something with legs every day. Yeah, nice. Or every other day. Like, you know, even playing TRL, um, going for a run on Kangaroo Point, uh, you know, hill sprints and so on. Um, my legs are getting a workout every single day and I just find that like, w- you know, without even kind of focusing too much on legs, they've just, you know, just building a routine, which I can follow, uh, has helped my legs grow. And that, th- that's really cool for me because it's something that I've, you know, I, I'm not naturally built with massive tree trunk legs like a lot of people and I've got to work really hard for my legs. So yeah, so it's been good. I'd, makes, I'd recommend. Make, makes it really hard to buy jeans, bro. Mate, it's so funny you mentioned that. So funny you mentioned that. Yesterday, um, I was wearing, um, I was wearing kind of like I was wearing trousers which are which are kind of fitted, yeah. right? So they're not chinos, but they're they're kind of like navy chinos, if I can say that. Yeah. And I um, just I was I was standing up on my desk, like a standing desk. I went down to reach for my laptop charger to plug in the laptop to charge. I had to squat down to get it, to reach for it. And like, yeah, just the whole thing just... Blew out. Blew out, man. Yeah, full blow. Full blow. Full blow. I had, a, I had plans with my girl last night. And I was like, Ness, I've got to come home first before I do anything. I had to change my pants. <laughs> I can count. I can count. As many times that's happened to me in situations. Yeah, that was the first time that happened to me. Thanks, man. <laughs> I can't count. Um, cool, bro. Um, so, so um, let's talk about some of this uh, this social media stuff that you're doing. Like, I, I was on your Instagram. You got like forty thousand followers. Yeah. Right. Um, I remember speaking to you like five or six years ago, and you were one of the first people I knew on Instagram with like ten k plus followers. Yeah. You were the you're one of the early po- like not pioneers but you were one of the early people I knew building a brand on Instagram like five six years ago. Funny you say that. Like yeah, I remember. This sounds so bad. I remember exactly where I was when I first downloaded the Instagram app. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. 100%. Where were you? Uh, One twenty seven Creek Street, Brisbane. <laughs> 
uh, sitting in a couch with my gyms, and, uh, and one of the guys came in and said, oh, have you seen this new new app? It's, it's, it's this thing called Instagram, and uh, you can put photos up. And, yeah, that was when the, we, uh, we started the competition. What year was this? Oh, mate, I cannot remember the year. I can remember exactly where I was. I cannot remember the year. Mm. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah they are... Uh, yeah, like we started a competition of who could get as many followers as possible. Really? Right? It's like the pioneer days of Instagram. They have this thing called like the popular page where if you got a photo on that, like it got broadcasted around the world and you know. Like, really? Yeah. Like. It, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is like the original one that you could like. Maybe get, I was a bit slow on this. Get bulk likes real quick. And, and yeah, like I, I was a competitive fighter back at the time that just retired. So oh, right. I had a little bit of a following. And then, um, yeah, sort of jumped into it. And, and that's when I kind of fell in love with digital from a point of like I realized that commerce and business had not changed, but it evolved. Mm-hmm. Right? Where everything became a little bit better. I was talking to like one of my good friends in the, in the U.S., as well, who's uh, um, one of Forbes' top digital marketers as well, and we were talking about, uh, remember like the whole six degrees of separation? It's like, like you people can find anywhere in the world through six people. Through six knew, mutual right? people, yeah, right. It's like now it's like three and a half. Really? Yeah. It's like, and it's Due just, to social media? Just to social media and, and, and the world becoming smaller and more connected. Like, mm. you know, remember you used to have to send letters like, like I, I agree that digital media, like you look at social media and it's just an online version of like catching up with your friends at the party, right? Mm. You still interact the same way on social media as you do. Um, if you're, if what we're talking right now, right? We're, we're learning, we're educating, we're connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're still conducting the same way. It's just a different platform. It's just evolved, right? Right. You know, paid advertising online is the same as getting a billboard or yellow pages or a directory listing back in the day. It's just kind of online now. Like, it's mm. the same thing. It's just evolved. Yeah, right. You know, um, instead of sending letters, we send emails, mm. right? And then mm-hmm. that evolved into direct messaging through online platforms like Messenger and Facebook. Yeah. It's like, we're still sending a message direct to someone. Mm-hmm. It's just evolved mm-hmm. in the way yeah. that we talk and... And that's important to know is social media and connecting with people is the same as like meeting a heap of people in Brisbane City and going out to a bar and meeting everyone in the bar. It's just, you know, you can kind of do it globally and that's Mm. pretty cool. Yeah, no, it is. I absolutely agree. And um, so do you find that this kind of following you have on Insta, what what have you got, like 41,000 now? Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, and everything else you got going. Like I know you've got a blog, and you you used to do some vlogging and th- and things like that. Um, I think I know where this is heading. Yeah, <laughs> how how is it helping your kind of uh, it, your professional consulting life? It's funny, like as a digital strategist at heart, um, and like a marketer, which is what I am now, and and kind of what I fall into, right? Yeah. Um, like I'm just a marketer that has interest in other businesses now um i like to test trial break and and grow things and who i am on on social media was always like a a target market that you had right it was always people liked your a certain kind of person would like your content and Mm -hmm. and for who it was um 
and sometimes it's important and sometimes brands, sometimes people um, try to be someone that they're not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To connect with the market. But the challenge is you can only kind of hold that up for so long. Mm. And I remember it, I, I found myself starting this business professional page and then also having my, my other page as well and like kind of like this... Double, uh, yeah, juggling a double, double life. life like yeah. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde's <laughs> life. And it took up so much bandwidth. It was, it was fucking annoying. Yeah. Because uh, you've got to switch between two different people. Yeah. And you're like, and I got to the point where I'm like, fuck it. If you don't like me for who I am mm. and what I have to do or what I've done, well, then I don't need to impress anyone. My credentials speak for themselves. Mm. And that's when, like, I found my true self. And, um, and that's more of what my following is these days. It's, it's more to what I have, like my engagement dropped. Mm-hmm. But then now it's, it's sort of going back up because I'm now targeting my truer market, the market that resonates with me as a person instead right. of who I thought I was or who I wanted to be or who I wanted to portray. It's, it's yeah, more right. like, you know, like I, I, I set out to create four kinds of content. It's either got to be motivational, mm-hmm. inspirational, mm-hmm. educational, or entertaining. Like okay. that's it. Yeah, right. Um, if I don't hit those four marks, I don't want to fucking post it. Like, yeah, it's okay. not my content. I don't want sympathy. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to either inspire, motivate, educate, and add value to someone. If yeah. I can't add value, I'm, I'm not going to post it. And we just entertain them. Yeah, then mm. just bi- do weird, crazy things that I always tend to do. Anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like, and that's me. Like, yeah. always a little bit reckless. Um, I, I like to think outside the box. I like to try different things. Mm. And if I look back on my professional career, like I've taken losses, I've taken wins, mm-hmm. like I've taken risks. Mm. Yet, like, why should I present myself to be this structured? I went to university, like I got a degree, I graduated professional that's very cut and dry because there is nothing about me that is cut and dry. Mm. Um, like I, I, I like to do things differently. I like to do business differently. Uh, I'd coin the phrase like professionally unprofessional because I swear a lot in quarters. <laughs> but like that's me, do you know? Like that's me and that's Trubby why I, yeah. I do what I do. But um, yeah, like I, I feel like my best advice is, you know, find your true self. Because right. there's enough people in this world, right? Like, yeah. if we're looking at New Zealand, there's 4.8 million. You look at Australia, um, you know, you've you got nearly 27 million. You look at uh, Southern California, <laughs> you've got 8.9 million people right. um, in Los Angeles alone. Um, you know, and you look at California alone, you know, you've got upwards of 22 million, which is the population of Australia. Mm-hmm. There is enough people out there for someone to have a following, make a living, promote a product to a group of people that resonate with that true person, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, like I, I didn't like Furbies growing up. Like, Furbies or Tamagotchis were not my thing, but mm-hmm. they're a very successful product because there was a market out there yeah, right. that yeah. it resonated with. Um, yeah, yeah I, get, I get what you're saying. So, obviously, if you're, <laughs> if you're kind of being yourself rather than someone who you want to be, yes. then you're still likely to attract someone who's kind of on the same wavelength as you, like as, you know, not attract someone in a weird way, but like, you know, just have, just kind of build a connection on social media with someone who's kind of on the same, same wavelength. 100%. And, yeah. and that's, 
you you will find your true market then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. your your true market. And it's the same thing as a product. It's like if a product is true to itself mm. in a brand, you will find your true market. So what are you branding right now? Is it is it just a personal brand that you you're kind of working on or is it is it anything in in particular? Yeah, like always my personal brand um you know, like everyone is is you proprietary limited, mm. right? You're your own company, your own business. Yeah, and what benefits do you find that has, like having a personal brand? Like, do you find your reputation gets you through the, through the door in some instances more than others? or? Yeah, like through business, um, for me, one, it, it helps me not take people so personally. Right. Because <laughs> you believe in yourself, you believe in your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so your ability to be judged by other people... Yeah. It is is it means nothing to you. It means nothing. Right. I, I am who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. One like credibility too mm. that I have done. Like a lot of people will not get to ever tell people what they do or what lessons they've learned. Mm-hmm. Like I love to live completely transparent as an open book. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've made mistakes. I've had wins. Um, but having that ability to, uh, I guess, connect with with people that are that are true to yourself. Yeah. Um, that's what resonates with me. Like, right. The amount of boardrooms I've walked into and people like, oh, I had no idea what to expect from this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, at least it kind of like lowers buyer's resistance a little bit because <laughs> they know what to expect. Um, yeah. but yeah, like it, anything, man, like I'm a big fan that everyone should always work on their own personal brand, whether it be self-esteem, uh, yeah, yeah, right. whether it be just believing in themselves. Um, you know, yeah. everyone is always, I was always raised to believe that everyone was always, is always good at something, mm. Mm. finding that something mm. and then driving it. Um, I feel like the key factor that's detrimented everyone is the fact that they care too much about what other people think. Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, one of the reasons I've been, um, I've been delaying, I've been sitting on this idea for a podcast for a long time, but I feel, um, I feel like, you know, I had a fear of being judged, right? Of, you know, by other people, by strangers that I probably don't even know, don't care about, Yeah. you know, on a personal level, being judged by them. Um, you know, just, just like irrelevant things that, uh, irrelevant things that, you know, in the if you look at it objectively, it just doesn't make sense because the benefits, you've got so many benefits um, from putting your thoughts out there, putting your personal brand out there. Um, you know, obviously the, what you said, inspire and motivate other people. For me, it is, you know, it, it is similar, um, kind of an objective to that, but it's more, um, it, you know, I've, I've, got a, I've had a market so far of the higher education community. Um, and like with this podcast, obviously I'm trying to kind of, express myself in other areas uh, as well so yeah the the benefits kind of the just the sense of purpose you get from giving back to a community and also expressing yourself just like an artist would yeah you know with their painting just like a musician would with their music just like an athlete would in you know in front of in front of like the mcg arena uh, type thing or in the olympics uh, there's there's I just had to kind of train myself to think that there's no real vanity in doing what we're doing right now it's it's actually something that is helpful and why would you not do it yeah. in 20 years ago everyone was working on their CV and now it's all about an online presence 
right? So this is your CV. This yeah. online presence, you know, when people search Travis Telfer on Google, what comes up, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's why I think, I think the benefits kind of outweigh the, the downside of being judged by other people or whatever, whatever your fear is. So yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's about, um, like the hardest thing, like I remember I, I started doing YouTube vlogs mm -hmm. just based on the digital space and like the hardest thing you can do and it's always the first thing, right? Cause you're always going to be your own worst critic. Mm -hmm. It's hitting upload. Do you mean like uh, it's here? Yeah. It's listening to your voice over <laughs> fucking over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you I get, get sick of yourself. And yeah. You're sick of editing your own content, everything like that. Um, but like hitting upload, right? Yeah. And then watching that view counter go up, watching those comments roll in, like it's you'd be surprised by how many people are supportive. Like if mm, you're in your mm. true market, it's true. It's true. Like if you're in your true market, you're resonating with those people. And, and no matter what you say, they're like, they're your followers, they're your fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, um, it's so interesting. It's like building a muscle. The more you press upload on things, the more you put you your, get. put your thoughts out there and your, you know, your, um, your, your content or whatever it is, uh, out there the easier and easier it gets to actually hit that upload button because and to make the content. Like, it's the same thing. Like I still remember my first thumbs down on YouTube. I was just like, I learned more about myself mm. then than ever before because someone disagreed with my opinion. Mm, mm. And like, I'm out there mm. and it's like, I don't know who it is. Yeah. Right. But it was like the first time you do that is like the first time you learn yeah, about man. yourself. Yeah. You know, it, it was cool. Well. I actually really enjoy it a lot. So, um, when I was interviewed on, on financial times last year, about stress management in higher education. I, I, I remember revisiting that article and there were like all these like, like just hateful, not hateful. Yeah. You could say hateful comments like, Oh, you know, this guy doesn't know about stress. He's only been to this, you know, no name institution or whatever. Like just, yeah, just obviously really negative, pessimistic people wanting to channel their frustrations on, on something they've just read and they yeah. don't agree with. And in a weird way, I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> in a really weird way, I actually liked it. I'm like, hmm, maybe, yeah, maybe I should uh, promote this more, see what, how many other, you know, negative comments I get. It's an indication to me that enough people are reading it to disagree with me. Yeah. You know, you're outside of your kind of social um, ecosystem by putting yourself out there. So I think it's, I think it's great for, uh, for building your character. I, mean, I, feel, I feel like the first time that you ever have that is also like you've got to consider that you're operating outside of your own target market, right? Mm -hmm. You're opening to new markets. Mm -hmm. People will agree with you. People will disagree with you and you're always adapting to new markets. Yeah, and right. That's, that's kind of the thing. So every time I, I cop a bit of hate, it's like, well, I've just expanded my market to someone that's outside my my following that doesn't quite vibe with me. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's always cool. expanding yeah. markets. Yeah, yeah. And if you're growing, you're doing it consistently, you're going to build momentum. Momentum's mm. going to grow, right? Mm, 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 mm. Absolutely. Cool, man. Um, was, what else, bro? What else is new? Is, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Any side hustles you're working on? Uh, Mate, always a side hustle. Um, I just can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, uh, being a director and, um, and shareholder of a, an amazing company with... with Two of my, my really good friends, um, uh, Rich and Pete, like which is Fit Stop Australia. Like that's mm -hmm. uh, that's probably Fit Stop Australia. Yeah, yep. Fit Stop Australia. We um, 
like really excited. We're, we're growing. Uh, we're growing very strong, and, and we have an amazing team. And it's it's one of those businesses that you wake up every day and just be like, "Fuck yeah!" I can't what do you guys do? It's just uh, gyms. So yeah, we are. We do functional training facilities. Okay. Um, you know, uh, like very small community. Um, usually about two two hundred. Are you affiliated with F forty five? Like kind of like a similar sort of functional training, like they oh, okay. do very very entry level sort of functional training. Right. Okay. Um, we we do a different style, like more sort of like weights based. Mm, um, right. But yeah, similar. Like like we both help people get fit, healthier. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know, our our goal is to create fitter and healthier humans. Mm-hmm. Um. And we do that sort of every day. Um. Fortunate to also be a you know, like work with a, a ton of different businesses. Um, around the world and, and consult to them, which is pretty cool uh, yeah. through digital space, marketing and expansion. Um, and also like partnered up with a, a company in New Zealand called Firefly Search, which, um, yeah, they are um, uh, one of uh, New Zealand's uh, top uh, digital agencies as well. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty exciting to, uh, to work with those guys as well. There are So how do you partner with them? As in like, what, what's your relationship? Yeah, so relationship is uh, we we looked at a change management and I came in as a consultant, mm-hmm. um, and I love them, love their business and everything like that. So uh, I decided to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. we invested in, uh, and yeah, like uh, they're looking at expanding uh, uh, off the uh, the two islands in the Pacific more into a, a sort of bigger market as well. So exciting to see where they came. They uh, mm. uh, Westpac Business Awards, uh, Deloitte, uh, fastest growing like top 14 mm-hmm. um so yeah they're, they're a couple of young guys that, that have have uh have definitely uh, tattooed hustle on their on their ethics and uh <laughs> yeah they, they love helping clients and yeah yeah it's uh I, doing what i do now I, I get the freedom to affiliate myself with companies that want to help people mm-hmm. um you know and, and that seems to be a very high priority not so much money anymore but but helping other companies and helping people achieve their dreams is is what i sort of fall into now and yeah cool man very nice um all right so when where can people find you it's i'm travis william on i'm travis williams on insta no yeah i'm travis william uh no, no s yeah oh, okay. i'm i'm travis william on insta um you know travisselfer.com um mm-hmm. is, is my website and my blog that's going back up soon cool um yeah, I, I do videos um, on YouTube as well, but yeah, mainly that's all going to be on my blog as well. So yeah. uh, I guess people can subscribe, and uh, if they don't, if they want to hear more mm-hmm. from me, they'll they'll be copping it hot in their inbox every week. Um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, but yeah, no, just um, I, I guess I want to inspire and educate people, and and yeah, share my my I have a weird, crazy life. Um, which is a blessing, but also a challenge. But You're traveling all over the world, world, like traveling every two weeks. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back to back to New Zealand next week, and yep. then the week after in Australia, week after back to New Zealand, week after that India. Wow. Yeah, heading to uh to Delhi. Just for a holiday, or yeah, like uh, experience different cultures and different markets as well. India is cool. cool, man. Yeah. I've been uh well, I mean, I um, moving from the UK to uh to here. I stopped by India. Yeah, nice. Um, stopped by Calcutta. And I've been there before, obviously. But every time I go there, it's just a new perspective on things. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a colourful place. I love it. So It's such a colourful place. There's always a... Um, there's always, like, a festival on and people dancing in the streets and just so much colour. 
you know, and it, it's so chaotic, but it's fun and it works. They're like, they're chaos. There's a method to their madness. Yeah. You'll, you know, you'll have a good time. Yeah, I love it. And then, um, yeah, probably Dubai mid-year and then, um, and then back to America mm. towards the end of the year for a, for a bit of a stint back in LA, which is like, uh, I guess. What's your relationship with LA? You're there all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, I had the, uh, the ability to, uh, to work with some great marketers over there. Yeah. In Austin, Silicon Valley, as well as uh, LA. Right. Uh, LA, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of mates who are in acting and stuff like that. And okay. On Netflix over there as well. Oh, cool. So uh, I had the ability to, um, to, to catch up with some friends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, LA is, LA is a great place. It's, um, right. you know, there's something for everyone. Um, uh, you either love it or you hate it. I, I happen to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as business-wise, as far as creativity, like it's my creative outlet, I would say it's close to my second home where I feel more comfortable. Right, okay. Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Wow. Right in the heart of Hollywood. Um, That's so interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a different market and it kind of toughens you up a bit as well. Mm. Um, but no, like, I like Los Angeles, um, I, I like America. The people are good there. Some some people will agree with me listening to this. Some will disagree with me. Um, <laughs> business is done differently over there, but um, but yeah, man, like it's just cool. It's cool to um to to see so many different groups of people, walks of life, art demographics mm. in one city in the world, mm, mm, mm. in a city that shouldn't really exist. Like it's built close to a fault line with no harbor, and it's like yeah, it's just uh yeah, it's it's cool. It's that big city sort of mentality, and um. Yeah, I haven't I haven't explored LA properly. What's your top three favorite cities? Oh, good call. Um, <laughs> it depends what it's for. Um, to live in. To live in. Yeah. Uh, south of France is pretty cool because it's real laid back and chill. Right. Like, I, yeah. like I I find that cities I like. The French Riviera. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, like Monaco the, even. More like Centro Bay, like stretching over to yeah. yeah. Centro Bay is my jam. Um, mm, mm. I've been to Centro Bay. Yeah, been to that neck of the woods. Yeah, nice, it's lovely. lovely. Barcelona. Um, yeah, like I'd be through in the islands. I like to sort of get down there and just sort of kick up. Um, Portugal's nice. Like, man, I love everywhere. Portugal, like, Portugal is the oh, bomb. down the old grounds. Yeah, Lisbon um, is one of my favorite cities in the world. Yeah, honestly, yeah. hands down. Yeah, uh, it's one of them. It's in the top three. I nice. Yeah. My top three would be, um, I only know this because I've thought about this long and hard, <laughs> Lisbon, Prague, and Byron Bay. Oh, nice. Those are my top three. Yeah, I grew up, uh, I spent my weekends very close to Byron Bay. Right. Um, Sick city, man. It's, uh, just a, it's just a chill town. Like, yeah. You can't go wrong. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a palm tree. I, uh, you'll <laughs> find me in places that are hot <laughs> and tropical. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah. Southern California, um, Dubai... Um, I, I love Dubai just because, like, just the walks of life. It's just completely different uh, yeah. uh, culture-wise. Um, you know, Spain as well, Portugal, mm. France. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I love them all. I asked for three, man. You're giving me everything. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wish I had just three. <laughs> no, it's all good. All good. All right, brother. Thanks so much, man. This is the uh, well. This is going to be the second episode. Um, but yeah, bro, really appreciate this. Um, number two, that's my favorite number, man. Number two, baby. Number two. Yeah. So uh, yeah, check out Travis Williams, and uh, we'll catch up again next week, eh? Cheers, bro. Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks so much, bro. Appreciate it.